Wofford fans, Phil Marcello here, welcoming you into Conquer and Prevail, Tracking the Terriers, presented by Pinnacle Hospitality. Each week on Conquer and Prevail, we will check in with various Wofford athletic staff members to see what they are doing to keep their programs ready for action. On this episode, we talk with JJ Edwards and Riley Coonan. Terrier fans, we now welcome on senior middle blocker for the women's volleyball team, Riley Coonan. Riley, thanks for coming and talking on Conquer and Prevail today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Now, you're someone that each year has grown more and more into your role, you know, on the court. You're going into your senior season. What kind of leadership role do you expect that you'll take on or maybe you have already kind of assumed? Um, this past season was definitely a huge season for me and kind of stepping up as a leader on the court, off the court. But I think senior season, it's definitely an opportunity for me kind of attitude wise and how I interact with my teammates to really kind of take on that leadership role and not only be the player they can count on on the court, but kind of be that team at, teammate that they can count on off the court that they can go to and that they can really just kind of rely on because I had that my freshman year with all my seniors, Danny Densford, Lauren Miller, all of those girls. So I've kind of really want to model that behavior that they had in my senior season. And, and you mentioned a couple of players in the last couple of years you, you've had, you know, Colleen Riley, you've had, you know, Katie Cronister. Obviously, uh, they do a lot in the leadership side of things. But how, how do you guys, when you when you lose a player like that, how do you as a team say, hey, you know, we, we can make up for this. We have this person that could step into this role. Well, I think our coaches have done a great job past few years. Even the ones that haven't been playing, like I didn't play much my freshman or sophomore season, but they really do give you the confidence and give you the practice and the skills that you need to step into that position. And they give you the opportunities to have that happen. So I think all of our players have kind of had that confidence since the moment they stepped onto campus. And it's just the fact that they're now getting the opportunity now that those few players are leaving. I think it's more of a excitement rather than a worry for everybody because they know it's their time to shine. And I'm just really excited because we've been working really hard this spring. And even though we have lost few players, we're very confident going into next season and I'm pretty excited about it. Now your head coach, Lindsay, was on the inaugural edition of, of Conquer and Prevail. And we mentioned you because you know, as a sophomore, you, you know, you were a key player, but last year, you really just dominated at the net. You were second on the team in kills. You had 124 blocks, which is third most in, in a single season at Wofford. It, it ultimately led to you won player of the week, and then you were also con second team. What was it like to get that recognition from, you know, around the league and, and your peers? Uh, it was honestly amazing. I, if you told me my freshman year that I would ever kind of do anything like that, I would not have believed you. But it kind of goes back to our coaches again. They really just give you that confidence. And Lindsay, I'm very thankful she saw that in me and she gave me the opportunity. And blocking, I think, is really funny because I was terrible at it when I got to offer. <laughs> it was something we didn't really focus on in high school. And they just took the time with me to teach me. And I'm the type of person that when there's something that I can improve on, I'm going to keep doing it until I can get it. And this season, I kind of just showed off the past three seasons how hard I've worked to kind of get to that point in my playing. So I was just so thankful to kind of get those honors this season and really just step up for my team. That, that really is a testament to, to the coaching staff because, like I said, you dominated at the net this year and the numbers, the numbers really showed it. 
Now, we were talking just before you came on. Uh, you're from Jacksonville, Florida. Can you just retell the story about uh, when you were able to come down and see the Seton Hall game a couple of years ago for the, for the men's basketball team? Yeah, of course. So the great thing about Wofford is that all of the athletes are very close. And no matter which sports team it is, we're always going to cheer each other on and encourage each other. And our coaches are the same way. So we played, our basketball team played Seton Hall in the tournament on a Thursday night. And we had practiced that Thursday morning. So Lindsay made an agreement with me that I could, I forget what, I had to miss something in the afternoon, but I could drive home after practice that morning. So I drove the five, five and a half hours, was home for less than 12 hours, watched the game, cheered everybody on, woke up at 5 a.m. the next morning, drove back and went to practice at noon. So, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of crazy. I don't think a lot of people would ever do that to be home for less than 12 hours. But I think it's just a testament to the kind of culture we have at Wofford and how much we want to support each other. And any time at home is a blessing for me. So I'll take what I can get. Right. I mean, Wofford really is really kind of a special place that, you know, the coaches and the players can kind of do things like that. And you kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, what was your recruitment like to Wofford? You know, when did that come about? Did you know a lot about Wofford or was it more kind of later in the game? It was, I actually had no idea what Wofford was, but Lindsay came from Florida. So she was a coach at Lynn College and we knew each other just from her being in Florida. And so when she got the job at Wofford, she gave me a call and I looked it up and was like, Spartanburg, South Carolina, I've never heard of that. <laughs> so, but I came up for a visit and after talking with her and the players were just amazing. That was definitely the selling point for me is just how inclusive they were and how loving they were and just how much they showed that they wanted you to be there. And I immediately knew definitely want to go to Wofford. So yeah, it was kind of late, but it was nice having that history with Lindsay because it brought me to Wofford. That's awesome. I'm always interested when we get athletes from various parts of the country or, you know, further from South Carolina, Georgia, what, what that backstory is. So that's, that's really cool. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're an accounting major. I am accounting and finance. Okay. And just whenever volleyball happens in, whether you play beyond college, do you have any idea what you want to do or is you still figuring that out? I do. So I actually just got offered a full-time job position with KPMG for after graduation. So wow. I accepted that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll be working in their Greenville, South Carolina office in the fall after I graduate. So yeah, I'm very excited. That's, about that. that's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Let's see if we can learn a little bit more about you. What is something fans don't know about you? Maybe a special talent or? I'm pretty good at baking. Okay. And I can also juggle, which All right. I don't know if you follow Wofford Volleyball, but when I took over the Instagram, showed the fans some juggling. Uh, it was just one of those things that, you know, you have the fun field days in elementary school and middle school. Yeah. And one day they had juggling and I just <laughs> picked it up. And like I said before, I'm going to keep doing something until I know how to do it. And juggling was one of those. Who was your favorite athlete? Doesn't matter the sport, but growing up, who was your favorite athlete? Oh, that's hard. Um, so I come from Jacksonville. So I'm a big Jaguars fan. Okay. So probably Maurice Jones-Drew. Love okay. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, doesn't relate to volleyball at all, but just a great athlete, great player. 
and I mean, it's Jags. You can't go wrong with the Jags. Yeah, no, I mean, that's very understandable. Um, outside of juggling, what hobbies keep you busy when you're not, you know, school, volleyball, and other things? Uh, I love to go to the beach. It's kind of been hard lately just because of all the beach closings and how crowded they've been and me not wanting to be in crowded areas. Right. Uh, but I love to do that. I absolutely love to bake. And I've slowly been kind of running out of things to do. So I've been <laughs> TikTok is surprisingly a great place to find uh, baking videos and baking oh, recipes. Would not have guessed. Neither would I. And then I got sent some. And so now that's my main TikTok feed is baking videos. So I've been doing a lot of those. <laughs> But yeah, so that's pretty much how I spend my time is volleyball, baking, and <laughs> That's good. All right, favorite uh, musical artist? Okay, there's a lot. I'm a yeah. broad genre of music, but f absolute favorite would probably be Red Hot Chili Peppers. Can't okay, that's a, that's, a, that's a good answer. I like to throw that one out there and, and see what, what the answers are. Uh, well, well, Riley, this, is, this has been great. Um, it's going to be awesome to – let the fans get to know you a little better, and, and thanks for joining Conquer and Prevail today. Yeah, thank you. It was awesome. Pinnacle Hospitality is an award-winning hospitality company based in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Their growing portfolio of internationally recognized hotels include Hilton Worldwide, Marriott International, Intercontinental Hotels Group, and Wyndham Hotels. Their burgeoning restaurant endeavors are poised to create a uniquely and locally inspired social dining experience. As a full service management company, their team provides expert management for owners and asset managers. This expert management is carried forward through Pinnacle's vision and mission. Wofford fans, we now welcome on assistant baseball coach, JJ Edwards. James, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for having me, Philip. This is great. <laughs> Had to get that in there. Now, we'll talk about you real quick. You've been on the staff for a little bit. You, you came in 2011 and have really worked your way up. What has your growth been like? And can you talk about what you've learned Coach Todd, from Coach Todd Interdonato after all these years? Yeah, um, so you said it. I jumped on in 2011, fall of 2011, got done playing in the spring of 2011. And to be honest, man, I was a college player that had no idea what he was really getting into. But uh, I got in my car, drove down here, and then about to start my 10th year at Wofford. And to be honest, I'm thankful to Coach I for just the aspect of letting me grow because your first four years, man, you have no idea what you are doing. You think you know what you're doing. And then, like, I look back at it now, and I was like, man, I had no idea what I'm doing. I had no idea what I was doing, no idea recruiting, no idea how to coach. Like, I talk to players all the time. I said, man, I feel like I could have developed you better now than I did when, you know, four years ago. I actually had that conversation yesterday with Luke Feisel, who's in our athletics department. I was like, I think I could have made you a better hitter if I was coaching you now than I did my first four years when I was first starting with when Luke played for us. So it's just – I, I appreciate Coach I just giving me the opportunity to learn on learn on the job, which I needed a lot of. Well, you know, some some guys are just chemistry guys. You know, that might be me, Luke. Yeah, Fox. That's, it. But, uh, that's, it. that's it. So speaking of, you know, you, you do a lot of things, but specifically when you guys are all out recruiting as a staff individually, what makes a Wofford baseball player? What embodies, what qualities do you look for, you know, that, that fit your program? Yeah, that's a great question. We get that a lot. Um, the first thing is you got to be a, a Wofford student first. Um, you know, it's one of those, a lot of people are like, well, can you get them in a school coach? Can you get them in a school? And the answer is probably, 
but do we want to? And the answer is no. Like, no, we want somebody that can handle the academic side and the social side of Wofford as it is a very unique place. And then after you, those two boxes check off, the baseball then becomes a thing. And I don't know how many people have actually watched us play, but if you've watched us play, especially on my side of the ball, which is position players, we are really athletic, really fast, um, a lot of fast twitch kids out there. So that's kind of what we look for, but you need the first two boxes first. And then, then we'll start looking at the baseball side just because you don't want to sit there and worry about a kid on the other side of campus. Is he doing all right in school? Because if he's not doing all right in school, he's definitely not going to do all right on, on the baseball side of things. So the first thing is, can he handle Wofford? And then the second thing is, how athletic is he? And does he fit that style of play that we do? And you kind of kind of touched on it briefly, but obviously as a staff, everyone kind of has their responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Now in a normal season, you know, day-to-day -day in practice, game day, explain your role a little bit more specifically to the fans. Yeah, so I am our recruiting coordinator and hitting coach. And then on the defensive side, I work with the infielders. I know that's a lot. So recruiting coordinator, hitting coach, and infield coach is, is kind of my, uh, is my role here. So um, in season, it's a little different. Like recruiting is always something going on, but uh, you would probably say that becomes B to coaching our players and developing our players when season rolls around and summer becomes kind of a bigger thing. So in season, I am, you know, working on hitting plans with our guys, doing a lot, a lot of scouting reports, Philip. We play 56 games in a normal yeah. season. So you are talking about roughly 30 something opponents. So that means a, an, an hour and a half to two hour scouting report. And as technology got better, there's more video. So you feel like you have to do a more in-depth scouting report. Five years ago when there was no video, you're just pretty much getting word of mouth and other people's scouting reports and going off of that. But with now all this video, it's, you feel like you need to do a more in-depth scouting report for everybody. So that, is, that takes up majority of my time in season is coaching our guys what we're about to see and showing them what we're about to see. Um, and then out of season, I would say majority of my time goes to the recruiting side. Now we'll bring it to kind of current day. What yeah. level would you rank your Zoom expertise right now? It is, it is high. It is high. If we're going to one out of 10, I'm saying I'm like a nine. I'm going to nine. Yesterday I did five with our current players, five with our current players. And I just try to do small groups. So you're talking about groups of four and then you have the incoming guys on one and then you have guys. So we there's a lot of leagues starting right now. So we had a kid yesterday. He's like, coach, I can't make the 1130 zoom. And I go, Hey man, I'll just, I'll do a one-on-one -on -one with you at nine o'clock in the morning as he was about to start his summer league team um, in Texas. So we are doing a lot of them and we're just trying to get good content. That's, that's kind of the big thing is do you, are you doing a zoom just to zoom or are you doing a zoom to get something out of it? And if we don't feel like we're getting a lot out of it and we're getting a lot out of it, like we might only have a 10 minute zoom, which they were yesterday because we just want good content. If it's not good content, we'll probably let them go at that point. We just don't want to be there to be there. Now I, I opened up with um, talking about how you've been on the staff for a little bit. 2020 obviously unfortunately got cut short, but mm -hmm. let's go back to the 2019 season. I mean, that that's yeah. an all time season for the program. 36 yep. the highest finish in the Southern conference. You've made it to the final. What, did, what was that season like, and, and what has that done, you know, kind of moving forward with raising that bar, that expectation level? So, to, like, go before the 2019 season was, we talked in our coaching staff was, we actually didn't have any, pro, like, high-level proven players 
on the offensive side, which was my, so we were going into that season saying, we're going to have to really, really coach because, you know, there's good players in there, but you know, there was only one guy. I think Colin was the only guy who really hit above 300 and had like a really successful year. Like Brett Rodriguez had a chance to do it. Lawson Hill had a chance to do it. And then you had some newcomers like Hudson and Mike Brown that, you know, never played at this level before. Um, so it was going into it, we, we didn't know what we had. And then it was just like the perfect storm of those guys were hungry and everybody meshed really, really well on the offensive side, knowing their roles. And, and that was great to see just because we didn't know. And then it happened. You're like, wow, like these guys did a really good job of just meshing together. Um, going forward, it does set the bar extremely high. I think the 2021 season, because all those guys have left since and graduated it's going to go back to kind of that 2019 look of we think we're going to be pretty solid but at the same time there's a lot of guys that are not proven who are going to be there's going to be a lot of new faces that we see you know in the in the media guide and scouting reports that nobody have any idea that we think are going to be very good players but I feel like it goes back to the same thing but I think the standards are still really really high for us yeah, there's kind of that cyclical nature of, of college athletes. You're going to lose people every, right. every year or two. It's just how it is. Now, let's jump to your personal life a little bit. You're yeah. married in the fall. How's that going? What's that process been like? It is. The fortunate thing, and I guess for this situation, with everything is going on, my fiance and I are both in baseball. She is in minor league baseball. I am in college athletics and baseball. So our window it was pretty much – uh, November to Christmas was pretty much it for wedding. So everybody's like, how long, like we're going to do stuff now. And they're like, Oh, you guys just can engage. We're like, no, we had a six week window of getting married because our fall season goes on. She finishes up. So everything is going great. She is crushing it. She is super type a when it comes to this stuff. So as we were saying, before we got on this, I am a, I, you know, the venting piece, she vents to me, what do you like? And I just, you know, keep nodding. Yeah. If you like it. Yeah. I really like it. So um, I, she has been a rock star and got it pretty much all of it done already. Um, and I was walking in the athletic department and doing something and Brent's like, are you at your wedding? Like six months away. I go, yeah, she's pretty type A. So I, I gotta get this stuff done. So, but she is, she's done all of it. And I'm just, you know, in the backseat along for the ride and I'll show up and, uh, you know, say I do and we'll go from there. Now on the website, maybe this has changed. Maybe Brent hasn't updated in a while. But it says your favorite actor is Ryan Reynolds. Is that true? Hands down. Hands down. So, Hands down. But, but it was early. It was it was an early Ryan Reynolds guy. Okay. Like in high school, I was a big Van Wilder guy. Okay. Um, so that that's kind of how we went. And then he kind of had his lull. You know, uh, you know, Green Lantern was terrible. Um, but then, but now he is like the funny guy. But I was Ryan Reynolds before Ryan Reynolds was Ryan Reynolds. So right. um, that is true. That is true. Just want, just wanted to confirm that. Yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't a joke. Like, that's a real thing. Like, in 2006, I think I said the same thing on my, uh, you know, the homecoming committee thing was, who's your favorite actor? And I think I had Ryan Reynolds in 06. So, yeah, he's just, he's been, he's been holding up. He's been holding up with time. That's fantastic. Well, JJ, you know, this was a great conversation. I really look forward to uh, the fans getting, getting to know you a little better. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, Philip. Always good to see your face.